Okay, this is going absolutely fucking nowhere. This is where we shift gears and we decide, okay, this is not working. We'll edit some of that out. I, I have. We'll figure have. something. Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go. Here are your hosts, Jay Copita and Thomas Scab Helen. Hey everybody and welcome to Porn and Coffee. My name is Thomas from PlugRush.com and my co-pilot on this crazy plane that we call a podcast is Jacob Peter. And uh, how are you today? <laughs> hey, I'm doing super fantastic, Thomas. We're here in Prague. We've got a great show ahead of you for everyone. Uh, I had an awesome time in Amsterdam. So far, everything's been going great here. And, uh, you know, we should actually, uh, we're on the crazy plane. We're on a crazy plane. I mean, we have been traveling for a while and we are getting people in a big room in any minute. And we're going to have a live porn and coffee for the first time ever. Kind of operating without a safety net here. So uh, could I have more metaphors? I mean, essentially, we just want to uh, give everyone a good time. We've got two awesome guests on here. So really, as far as content is concerned, I think we're just going to have tons of good stuff coming up with uh, Joey of A Fill For You and uh, Andy from uh, Sex Goes Mobile. So we hope it's going to be a full-packed room. We don't know yet, but still, we have some gifts for everybody. Going to have some mug shots coming out on Porn & Coffee. And uh, let's uh, let's thank our sponsors and uh, and go into this craziness, huh? Yeah. You're listening to Porn & Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn & Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, Red Share, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. And we are back. Thank you for joining us. We usually have a list of questions that we like to ask. And we've interviewed both of these guys before. But right now, today, we just want to basically have some fun. So essentially, let's just talk about just bullshit, fun stuff. I want you to share perhaps one of the funniest moments you've ever had in this industry. Something ridiculous that might have happened at a party. Something ridiculous that might have happened to yourself. So I'll give you a few seconds to think about that. Yeah. Pull out your best story and go. Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys for having us. This is great. Uh, I got I had the pleasure of being the first uh, podcast uh, for Pouring Coffee, so I'm really really honored uh, across the board. Um, I have one funny story that, <laughs> that kind of stands out only because I got in a fuckload of trouble when I got home. Um, <laughs> We, every year, have uh, a party at the Vegas event, uh, Internext, in January. Um, and it's our big boobs, bowling, babes party or something. And um, 
this year was a pretty exceptional year. We had uh, we had hired some entertainment, some fun girls, and uh, at one point while I was standing taking pictures, one of the one of the entertainers grabbed me. She was naked already. She grabbed me, threw me on the couch, and continued to grind on my face. Nice. And our friend in the back there with the giant camera <laughs> got quite, quite a few fun pictures. Blackmail. Yeah, and and I got caught. The pictures ended up. They, they did, and uh, so this funny story is I got in all kinds of trouble at home, but I'm probably one of my popular friends now because I had some fun stuff online. So yeah, that's one of many 50 million stories I could tell you. That's a good one. But uh, when it's about the pictures, I remember there was in Miami, there was a man TV contest, and I got a picture of you. <laughs> and I posted the picture, and not even five minutes later, I got a call from you. Please, Andy, take this take picture out. My, my sister saw it first. My sister said, what the fuck is that doing on Facebook? Uh, two boys hanging around. <laughs> I'm wearing the Borat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they don't look shit. For the record, I won the Mankini contest, though. Yeah, he won, he won. And that's Jeff Dillon, who's the uh, top one. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of good stories happened in Vegas. I remember it was uh, 2001 one of my first ABN shows, and I was a newbie from Germany, sitting on the big table, ABN, porn stars coming up, and all this shit. And I had a new actress next to me, and she was so emotional because she was nominated for an ABN award, and then, and then I was talking, what's about why you came to the porn industry, and what, what you like, and all. And she said, you know, it's so fucking shit. They can fuck my ass all day long, they come in my face. But I don't get a fucking beer because I'm 19 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, fuck USA. So, and then, like, you know, like every award show, like three hours later, there was the category best anal sex scene in a Gonzo movie. And she won it! She stepped up, went on stage, went on stage, and then she was in. First, I want to say thank you to my mom and dad. They wanted to love us out. Ah, your father was teaching you anal sex. <laughs> so yeah, Vegas, Vegas is definitely a place where funny stories. I got a good Vegas story. Okay, check it, check. Okay, I got a good Vegas story. This was back in around 2001 as well. Uh, one of the guys who worked at Why Not had this girlfriend who was very, very open-minded, should we say? And we were sharing a room at the Venetian at about four o'clock in the morning, and I was wasted, I was tired, I was exhausted. She wakes me up, and she's like, I wanna bring Ron Jeremy up here. Will you have a threesome with me? I'm not fucking kidding you. I'm like half asleep, don't wanna be bothered, cranky as shit, and I'm laying there thinking, no. I don't wanna do that. Go away, and I don't want him in my fucking room either. And then she left, and then I woke up a few hours later, and I'm like, why did I say no? What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. I know, seriously. Yeah. You know, it's better to regret something that you did as opposed to regretting something that you didn't do. Okay, fair enough. Unless it kills you, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those times where it was just, no, I don't want that. I'm really thinking about it because, I mean, yeah, I mean, she was cute and everything, but yeah, first of all, I'd be compared to Ron Jeremy. There is no comparison. <laughs> I've got much better legs than he does. This is very strange. Imagine, you know, the Hangover 3 movie. Uh, I came in, you, you came on the floor. <laughs> so, yeah. There are some things I've never regret before that too. <laughs> so I guess uh, the most of you understand you're not gonna learn anything here. Oh yeah, there's no <laughs> point. Yeah. Yes, like, 
What's the future of mobile? Let's say mobile. So, you, <laughs> I have a funny story. Many people may not know this, but I was a publisher back in the day. We had a bunch of sites, me and Thomas Peterson back there. Our first event ever was Webmaster Access. It was in 2006. And we were kind of kings back in the days because we were publishers and everybody liked publishers. And there's no publishers in this room, I just imagine. Anyways, we came into one of these clubs, I remember, and uh, this, we are like 22, 23, we don't understand anything. When you come in the door, you can choose between a Cuban cigar and a joint. And for two people, first time in Amsterdam, that is just hilarious. So we picked whatever we, we got, we went down to the club. This was also the first club where we saw a unisex toilet. Boys and girls go together in the toilet. So that was interesting for us. That was the second thing. And we also got a lottery ticket. <laughs> Remember this one? This is going to go on you, man. <laughs> so in the end, there was a, a raffle raffle for this uh, lottery ticket. And of course, when you're in Amsterdam, you get a raffle, you're going to win a prostitute. Of course. And uh, the little brother of Thomas Peterson there, he won. And he was so like, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do about this. And Thomas Peterson stepped up and became the bigger brother. What a guy! What for the team? I mean, that's a brother right there. Yeah. Well done. I mean, okay, we talked about the difference between the show before and now. Yeah. What What is the favorite show? I mean, are we still gonna do 16 shows a year? Yeah. Yeah. You guys do the most shows of pretty much anybody in the industry. I mean, seriously, how many do you do a year? Oh, uh, I, I, we lost count for sure. Yeah. No, I, I, I know it's still, it's 24. Is 24 a year? I'd say, I'm and closer he has to a 20. T-shirt with all yeah. the names of the show he's going to go Jesus to. Yeah, Christ. he's doing 24, he's doing more than I am. I'm probably up, upwards of 20 for me. Um, and uh, outside of, uh, I'm sorry, uh, outside of, you know, other different business travels, yeah, out of the shows it's close to 20. Um, but they do each kind of serve their own purpose a lot of them, which, which, which we've learned through the years how to sort of maximize our potential at every event, uh, every trade show we manage to attend. Um, so we've finally come to a point as a business that we've just been able to say, you know what, the show will be as good as we make it. Um, we know what our objective our objective is when we get there, so as long as we kind of get as close to that as possible, yeah. then uh, all shows are good as long as we make them good and we, we get what we want out of them. Um, you know, so I think when you ask certain people what the best show is, some people will answer you based on where they're having the most fun. Some people will answer you based on where, where you're getting the most business, uh, the quality of the attendance and that kind of thing. Um, this show for me specifically that we're at today, this week has always been a really good happy mix of both. Sometimes one show sort of is way more fun and less business and you know the, the, the scales kind of are a little bit uneven uh, depending on how you treat it. But this show has always been a really happy mix for us of um, really nice business, Blah, 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 blah. But yeah, I think that's the big differences in the shows for me is um, they're as good as I can make them, but they also have their 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 unique style and, and reason for being there. I guess. We have a really problem with one microphone here, but you you lost two shows in a row. Can you talk about that? You lost you lost yeah you didn't go to two shows oh, before yeah. this one. Thank you you want to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> so you mean this this uh, yeah. so yeah uh, if some of you who were following social media might have noticed that I was not at the shows pre previous to this one, uh, Amsterdam and, and Germany. Um, I saw your picture all over. Yeah, so there was this Joey mask floating around on the internet, uh, so it looked like I was there, but no. Um, I am, yeah, I am very, very happy and proud to say that I was, I uh, had my third baby last week. Uh, so I, uh, 
I was able to stay home and, and be with our baby for the first week, and, uh, and it was my first son. We had two girls before, uh, so I needed, I was really excited to have my boy finally. And uh, yeah, so I stayed home. Uh, I missed those first couple of shows. I really wanted to be here for this show. Uh, this was an important one for me. Uh, so I did finally beg my wife to let me sneak away for a few days and make it to Prague uh, and, and all that. But yeah, so uh, the reason I missed those shows is because my, my new baby boy, which I'm really fucking anxious to go back home and, and, and be with him. Um, but I couldn't miss this show. I visit a year, it's very big, mixed. Uh, from very small shows in Ireland or the Island Gathering uh, to big mainstream shows like the Affiliate West and the uh, Affiliate World and stuff like this. But for me, the biggest change when I see the first shows from like 99, 2000, and so now it's in the old times, all the big companies, all the people with money, all the sponsors, there were like people from the red light district, there were pimps making business with DVDs, a lot of porn stars and all of this. And now a lot of nerd companies took over, the technology came in and stuff like this. So I, I remember parties in Vegas or in Cannes Film Festival, we even made a party in the Cannes Film Festival with Mark Dussel this time or Primate. Private had a 60 meters yacht with like 150 promotion goods, pyramids of champagne, plates with uh, some Colombian support. <laughs> and there was really, really, really big party on it. <laughs> so, and, and, then, and then we had really, really exotic party. And now, of course, Joey makes good parties, I make good parties, some other sponsors make good parties. Um, but it changed, it changed a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember it was 2003. Snoop Doggy Dog, he was hosting a porn film in his house. And he's not fucking, but all his homies are fucking porn stars from the US. And he put the soundtrack. So, this DVD sold 250,000 times in the US. And I thought, hey, I buy the German license for it and I reproduce it in Germany. So the manager of uh, the, the, the studio in the US, they invited me backstage uh, on a concert during the ABM in the Venetian Hotel. So I came in and I said, oh, Snoop Dogg, you know, Exodus was the digital underground was there. And I feel like, wow, I'm with the stars. So I came in backstage and I look around and I was the only white guy there. Yeah. <laughs> the absolutely only white guy. Then we stand in a big circle, like 50 black guys smoking a big blunt. And exactly when the blend was here, it passed directly to the other one. And I was there like, oh, no shit. <laughs> so I feel like a little bit uh, uncomfortable than that. Then I went. <laughs> then I went on the toilet doing a piss. And a, and a, and a 300 kilo, 600 pound, black, black hood guy came next to me. Hey, who the fuck are you? And I said, eh, I'm a DJ from Germany. And he said, DJ Tonic, he was very good producer on this time. I said, yes. He said, motherfucker, come with me. This is DJ Tonic from Germany. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm DJ Tonic. And then, <laughs> then they said, hey, yeah, I heard you're a good MC too. And I'm like, hmm, MC? Yeah, yeah, but I cannot do English. Yeah, do it in German. So, and then I started, because I have only one good German rap I had, and then I started, and, bam, 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 and in the parties, I got everybody in German, it's, ich jeder Pussy in jeder Disco von Ostberlin bis San Francisco. And the word, when I say San Francisco, 
all of the black guys here, West Coast nigga! <laughs> so, this was really different times at this time. Wow, so that, that happened, what year was that again? 2003. 2003, unbelievable. There were people that were making, like, literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every single fucking day. Yeah. And I came into this industry from the entertainment industry, where I was working as a waiter and maybe making 20 grand a year living in Los Angeles. So if you know the numbers, that's like, okay, you're gonna have to start blowing some dudes if you wanna make ends meet, okay? Yeah. So, um, I think I think it'd be a pretty funny, I mean, I know for, sorry, for, I know for Andy and I, we've had this conversation, but it'd be funny to hear from a lot of people what their, what their line of work was before they got into this business. Hold on, I went around and yeah. get a little bit from all the audience members. What were you doing before you got into porn? I think it's Okay, let me just get a show of hands of who wants to answer these questions. Don't be a vagina. Let's go. Okay, we'll start over here with Joe. Joe, tell me what you were doing. Actually, you know what? Tell us your most embarrassing job before you got into the entertainment industry. Most embarrassing job before getting into the industry, or my most embarrassing job out of life, I'd have to say would be uh, call center technical support for AOL. Oh, that's like, good. that was like my very, very beginning. Right. And they disabled, they disabled the hang up button on our phones. So we couldn't hang up. Um, so guys, like, I got porn in my chest, and you're like, I don't want to help this dude with this. And you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then, uh, most recent job before coming into the industry, I was a hardware QA tester for Intel. Thank you very much. Yeah, my most embarrassing job before getting into the industry was I was a phone sex operator, customer service guy. And I had dudes always wanting to suck my dick out of the way. And my boss was a ex-Marine who was openly gay. So we had a lot of self-loathing going on and he fucking hated me. Like, I thought he was going to beat the shit out of me. And I realized, you know what, my life is like going so downhill, I better get something together. And then right before I got into the industry, I was a PR guy in the entertainment industry in L.A., basically promoting clients that I did not give a flying shit about. It's like moving into porn, oh, this I can promote, this I like. But having to help Corey Feldman with his career was not really on the docket for me. So let's see, who wants to answer some of these questions? Anybody, who's brave? You know, I'm just gonna go to you, Tillman, just because you're sitting there, because you're a great guy and you're a good sport for stuff. What is the most embarrassing job you've had? Um, all jobs were good. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> not the answer. Edit that out. All right. Why should I do a job I don't like? Because sometimes you need to make those decisions. Yes. It's your decision. Not when you're 21 year old kids. You need to get uniform. All right, anybody. Your most embarrassing job. Blair? Best Buy. Best Buy? Best Buy's all right. That's all right. Okay, this is going absolutely fucking nowhere. This is where we shift gears and we decide, okay, this is not working, we'll edit some of that out. I will tell you mine and then we can move gears. I, I do think it's kind of funny. I was the young kid that needed to do anything for a dollar and I started, embarrassing job would be, I was a florist. I worked for a floral company decorating bouquets and uh, the things that they wear at prom. Uh, Lavaliers. Yeah, the little things on their, you know, the wrists and whatever. Corsages. Yeah. Yeah. So I did, uh, I was a florist for a while, which was brutally humiliating because I also played on the football team. And that did not go over well. Uh, and then I delivered pizza, which actually happened to be not so much embarrassing. I actually really liked it, um, just because it was you know being in the car and spending you know on pizza. Um, so it was not the best job, but it was definitely one that I could do and, and get through school. But yeah, I think for in terms of embarrassment, uh, being a florist for a couple of years was was a rough one on me. My first job after school, I made it for my mother. 
because she wanted that I become a banker, a German banker, with my suit on and everything. Every day when I went to work, I was only thinking about how to rob the bank. <laughs> you know, it's like, after I finished, I had to do it for two and a half years, and then in Germany you get a deployment, and then you are finished. And then I was some years traveling around the world, and then for the jobs, like you say, why should I do a job I don't want? I became a father, a young father. I came back from Germany, uh, from Venezuela to Germany. So I had social money, and I worked for. And, this, and, and I worked in the, in the same city. I worked before as a banker in a shop called French Fries for President. And I was oh, there. Yes. <laughs> and in the, in the fucking same street, the bank was over there. And my ex-colleagues come over in the middle of the day and I promise for President, French Fries for President. <laughs> And of course, these are moments you do it because you need it. We are all so happy in this industry that we have jobs where we can travel, we make money, and we have so great colleagues. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, traveling is a, is a big thing in this industry. We, we've been mostly now traveling in America and in Europe, but more and more consumers of what we are selling, porn, is now growing up in Africa, in Asia, all over the world. What are we going to do next? I mean, you have been in China. You insult the Chinese people. <laughs> teaching them. I was teaching them to show emotions. <laughs> Will that be the next thing? I mean, we're going to do more of like Africa stuff. We're going to be in Kenya. Yeah, in Kenya. I think so. Yeah. yeah so what is your thought about yeah. that? What is your thought about that? I mean, my, my thoughts are, you know, exposing ourselves to these new territories uh, brings a lot. No pun intended, Joe. <laughs> uh, exposing myself to these territories. Uh, no, but you know, putting ourselves out there into these these different countries where there's a lot. I've noticed that the more we kind of get into these new um, countries, these cities where certain affiliates or certain you know whatever whatever type of client might be are localized. If we can get there, there's more business to be taken. And so I find that every time we've gotten the chance to go out, I just did my you know my first event in Thailand last year, and I met with a lot of you know, Thai people and then some of the local surrounding countries that never had a chance to speak with us, always kind of chased us around on Skype for a while, but that FaceTimes everything. So you pick a fucking country on the planet where there's some element of that kind of work and we'll go and we'll probably knock it out of the park. Um, so I think there's definitely, uh, that definitely has to be the next thing we do, especially Northern Africa. Um, there's a lot out there that we haven't even uh, touched, uh, scratched the surface on. No, South Africa too, but, but I, that North Africa for me is sort of on the top of my list, but. Definitely as well. We see already that there are a lot of shows in Asia. The attack in India, that was one of my best shows this year. Yeah. Because the, there were like 5,000 tendencies, and half of them, they would do a good, the other half makes more mainstream. But I saw so many new people, and of course, I feel like an alien. Everybody wanted pictures with me. They thought I'm a wrestler, like called Big Show or something like this. And everybody wanted to speak with me. They, they loved my brand. And, you know, and also the same now in tell me that before. <laughs> so and also now in China, you know, even even on my seminars when I when I'm on stage and I jump in the audience and say, Hey, what do you think about it? Of course Chinese are uh, uh, very shy. But also I did the Russian show last year and oh, I, I tried to do the South American show, uh, but there there are shows coming up everywhere. And I know that in Nigeria and Nigeria is a country with one eight million people there, so Nigeria is, is probably a good future market, and I know there's a telecommunication show, South Africa is a good place, 
and I think we will see more shows in South America. <coughs> the whole world will be covered by shows. The only show which was too small for me this year was in Australia, the attack, because there were only people from Australia, and you can imagine the online scene in Australia is very small, so I will skip this for next year, but by the, every show I go, I meet at least some people I never saw before, and even if I come back with two or three people that make business, it makes it worse to travel there and to see it. Report. Which shows have the hottest women in? Okay, Prague. I'd say <laughs> Prague's definitely on the top of my list. Any yeah. of those South American shows, Colombia is kind of a no-brainer. Romania, probably way up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, for me, the, off the top of my head, those would be my top three in terms of uh, quality of talent. We were so we always say that. <laughs> Bringing worlds together, guys. <laughs> okay, William. Let's talk something a little bit weird out there. So I just can we ask actually the panelists, what is the best niche? What is a kinky? Like, what, what are you into, guys? Can we answer to the panelists? Right. Yeah, personal stuff. That's oh, the kind of That's exactly what I'm looking for. Let's yeah. get down to the nitty gritty here. So more of the same then. Do you like, <laughs> do you like angel cream pies? Is basically what he's asking. Well, the point is, depends the country, you know. Um, Germany, Germany, Germany is known for some liquid stuff, like uh, the pee and the poo and the stuff. Scheiße! <laughs> Scheiße! <laughs> well, even Jimmy Foreman from Juicy Ads, he owned the domain scheissecash.com, and I always thought to buy that from him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I only, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you personally, I don't have a lot of kinky. The desires, but I will tell you what I just found out that I didn't know I liked. I, I just recently found out that uh, when I'm having sex, I like being flicked in the nipples. <laughs> Not only, the only during sex. <laughs> so that's weird, I guess, but you asked the question, so there's your answer. <laughs> I have no idea why. I have similar stuff. I like getting slapped in my face. I don't know why. Wow. Uh, <laughs> How did you make sex, dude? Uh, right. French porn is my stuff. Mark uh, Dorsell. He does some yeah. high quality oh, cinematic yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that is great. We, we use great a lot of stuff. So, yeah. Thank you, William. What do you like? As long as there's women in porn, then I'm good. You yeah, know? no. <laughs> pretty much, I have no kinks at all. I'm very, very, very vanilla, so it's pretty much, I'm drawn to red hair and big asses. Oh. It's pretty much that simple. Red hair and big asses. Done. <laughs> Satisfied. I only need to see Victoria's Secret show, and I'm already horny. <laughs> because it's also the more the fantasy you have. So, um, I really, lingerie, if I see girls, I'm not lingerie. Okay. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, you, have, okay. you have Arabic uh, families. We do porn mostly for the money, not to fuck. We wank it because we want to make money. That would be a good idea, though. Wank for money. I will do that. Um, You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal porn and coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash porn and coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, 
Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Twisties, Babes, Wicked, Fake Hub, and more on face sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay face sites, and Nudaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, K-Top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. And here are four big personalities out there. And I see that right now. Uh, I was the guy in the suit. Tommy was the guy in the suit. I was the guy in the suit. And I wrote a question about Joey's two suits. A whole lot of thought to it. Um, the, ma- you know, the masks that we were doing in Amsterdam, yeah. there was this element of branding that worked by just doing something really funny and different that I didn't need to pay a lot of money for. Um, and I was like, well, that's a good idea. Let's find something clever that sticks that social media seems to like and run with it. And the suits was a good idea. I think just they were funny. Um, I won't wear them again. It's you know, <laughs> weird, but uh, no, it was just because I knew it was going to draw a lot of attention, and I love attention, obviously. How important is the branding? And it's really, really, really important. And I it's think personal branding. It's not yeah, personal branding. the element, and I don't know that I speak for everybody, but I don't. I do know that the element of personal branding that. You know, Andy's product with his company and mine, with mine, my company, um, has probably been what brought us over the edge in terms of becoming a properly successful business. Um, it added an element of relatability. People like us, they know us. Uh, they know us already from having good business, the credibility, for fun to be around, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, uh, putting ourselves out there makes it a lot less effort for people to have to come out and find out who we are and, uh, about the business. They'll, they'll, they'll pick it up as we go, I think. And it's also like, you cannot be only a personality with a shit product. The people know what yeah, say, yeah, Captain, if I'm not on the top of my product or something like this. Yeah. But my first shows, I wasn't like this. You know, I was even wearing a suit on some shows and, you know, and presenting, presenting myself. My name is Andy Wollman. Now I say, hey, make some noise, motherfucker, and everybody knows who I am, you know? And the point is, um, that you only can be uh, a rock star in this industry if you're also in the daily job deserve. You know, yeah. it's not be the clown or the, 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 the guy on the stage making the noise. It's about having fun and doing business right. And of course, in this small industry, if I, if I give my word, it counts. Yeah. And I do this since 19 years. And if you have somebody who tell I talk shit, bring it to me. <laughs> we talk a very, very big talk, but we, we also walk the walk, I think it's more than fair to say that. Um, so we can back it up, and, and you know, plenty of other people who do it as well. You just you have to be able to back it up. If you're going to be that big and obnoxious, then you better bring something with it. Yeah, absolutely. More to that other than I've seen all three of you completely in your element working your fucking asses off. And I mean, at any given time, I've seen all of you completely just shattered, exhausted, yeah. because you know, mentally and physically, you can only take so much. But you guys, you know, I love and respect all of you because you all give it your fucking all. There is no half measure, half assery going on with any of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Point. I'm going to pass it back to Thomas because he usually is the one who ends the show. No, no, no. I have one thing. I have one thing before. <laughs> <laughs> this is a because this is a radio, a radio station style. So, um, we have a new song out with Ramon Aka, Johnny Bonera. And of course, uh, first I was horny, and then I make only the refrain. First I was horny, then press record. Make me some money and win an award. Marry the porn star and never.
Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.